This is Eat This, Drink That, a program about food, drink, and quality of life. It appears this Thursday, every Thursday, at 6 p.m. on CKLU 96.7 on your FM dial. You can tune in on the internet as well at cklu.ca. Well, we're talking about drink today. It's the second of our interests. Well, second of many interests. Today we have the good fortune of being able to talk to Véronique Rivet. She is a sommelier. In fact, in the Air Canada Navi book, she's listed as a world-class sommelier. Her selection of superbly balanced wines evoke the spirit of travel and pair perfectly with our in-flight cuisine, says the magazine. Let's have a talk with Véronique about how she selected some of the wines for Air Canada, business class, and international routes, of course. This is Hugh Cruzel, and we're talking about wine today at 96.7 on your FM dial. Bonjour, vous avez bien rejoint Véronique Rivet. Please leave a message. Merci. Oui, bonjour, Véronique. This is Hugh Cruzel calling from Eat This, Drink That. I'm looking forward to talking to you in the next few minutes. We'll connect very soon. I'm going to open a bottle of uh, Featherstone Estate Winery, the 2016 Phoenix by 20 Mile Bench. It's a VQA wine standing for Vintners Quality Alliance, and I'm just turning the bottle around here. I'm intrigued because this is a Gewurztraminer, and uh, not many people are actually that familiar with Gewurztraminers, so I would encourage you, if you enjoy Rieslings, uh, to experiment with some of the other white wines. This is, uh, Gewurztraminers are typically uh, fairly perfumed, uh, a lot of fruit-forward characteristics, marvelous with many dishes. I've enjoyed it very much with uh, pork dishes, but you know, of course, a lot of East Indian dishes can work very well with Gewurztraminer, but that doesn't limit you. Try it with anything. So this Phoenix is actually, uh, I'll read the back label for you. You all know what a Phoenix is. It's a mythical bird that dies in flames and returns from its ashes. So this Gewurztraminer like that was uh, looked appear dead after a very cold winter and uh, the burn on the the vines on the stems uh, was so uh, was terrible and lo and behold after uh, a little bit of patience a remarkable wine with lychee and rosewater aromas grapefruit note and a little spice uh, was the result uh, they just really thought this was gone let me read the last line this classic dry gewurztraminer is a testament to sun time and the renewal of life doesn't that sound wonderful so where is featherstone estate winery Featherstone Estate Winery occupies a very small but special piece of the rolling hills in Vineland, Ontario. They farm naturally and without the use of insecticides, growing wine in a way that is sustainable. So we'll be talking about that as well. They encourage uh, the environment uh, that is healthy and completely unique. We believe that this individuality translates into their wines. 
And uh, they say, we hope you do too. Let's have a taste of that. This one only has a production run of 269 cases. So low, uh, low yield and low production. Hello, Hugh. <laughs> so, Veronique Rive, how uh, Veronique Rive, how did you how did you come to the wine world? Oh, God, it's a long story, <laughs> and I I, 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 there's no, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those. Per- I, I never woke up one day saying I want to be a sommelier. I probably didn't even know what a sommelier was. I don't want or how to spell I, it. I, I want to be working in wine. I, I never knew what I wanted to do in life. So I, um, it, it was very much a combination of, of you know life experiences jobs people I've met it was not a thought out process it was more of an organic thing it just happened but then but then as much as it happens you still have to have some accreditation there's some planning um you know what not even I'm Ooh. entirely self-taught um I did not my so so you know, I, I came from a family where higher education was valued, yes. so I, I had to go to college and then university, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to university, I took languages, I thought whatever I choose to do in life, languages will always be helpful. And they Still are. Still didn't know what to do. I ended up, yeah, and they are hugely helpful. I ended up going to France um, because I always loved traveling and there was an opportunity to go, okay, let's just go live in France and study there. So I went to France and and then it kind of slowly, I, I was still studying languages back at the time and um, looking for work as I realized I would be staying there um, and kind of haphazardly fell onto a, a job in a, in a winery. I saw a posting go by for a job in a winery. I said, hey, that would be interesting. I had been working in the restaurant industry since I was about 16, so for four or five years by then and I really liked uh, I think I think I initially fell in love with the restaurant industry mm. with with with, with the, the, the business itself with the beat of it with meeting people with you know being all the time amidst food and wine and people mm. I think that's what really got me and and then it just slowly happened mm. and and I knew you when you were back at Les Fougères um, now you That's have, when I came back from France. Yes. And now you have a place called Soif, which is so appropriate. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Les Fousins, when, when I actually, so I ended up spending, I went to France for a one-year study, ended up spending seven years there. Um, and, and that's where it started getting a bit more serious, right? I was looking for a job at one point, find a job with a winery. Oh, that should be fun. I had been working in restaurants, stayed with that winery for about three or four years. They were in, unbelievable in, in helping me out, um, pursuing that, that newborn interest, right? I, I did a whole bunch of classes and stages and, and workshops uh, while I was at that winery and and so I'll always be extremely grateful to that family for for kind of you know understanding that this was some kid who was discovering a new passion and and, and helping me go through with it um, and came back to Canada so after seven years in 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 Alsace, totally immersed in food and wine and came back here and that's when I just you know, fell back into what was my my norm. My my easy way to find work was the restaurant industry, um, and there was a brand new restaurant opening up in in, in my neck of the woods called Les Fougères. Charles uh, Part. Uh, exactly. Uh, yes. 
and I, uh, who had started out in Toronto with, with uh, what was it called, Loons in yes. the Beaches, where they got their first uh, reviews. And, and I spent almost um, oh, close to 15 years with them. Um, learned a lot uh, from them. And, and uh, yeah, that's, that's where it started. I guess where, where, where the restaurant business became my, 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 my business, my well, you world. You also returned at a time when Canada was awakening to the larger world, particularly the the flavors and experiences of the wine world, and and you were so. I mean, you still are. You can sense it in your voice. So passionate about it, and I think people just naturally gravitated to what you were doing, and they just went, "Oh my God, show me more." <laughs> well, you know, so so many people at the time were a young wine nation, right? I yes. mean, like a lot of the New World, it, it, it was something relatively recent, and and there was a, at the same time this this fascination with the world of food and wine, and at the same time a, a great intimidation from the public, feeling like, oh my God, we're such idiots, we don't know anything, we're right, we're new to this, we don't know this fancy talk about. And and I think from very early on, to me, it was I felt very strongly about. Um, I I don't have a classical training. I never worked in a three-star Michelin restaurant, even though I spent you know over thirty years of my life in restaurants. Um, I, I've always had this approach to, to 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 food and wine that was you know more organic, simpler, and, and which to me is what it should all be about. It's bringing people together, right? Mm. And and. And enjoyment and pleasure and sharing and and so many people. So, so I think I just came in at the at the right time when there was all that that excitement about wine and food and and at the same time this kind of you know okay we don't we, we don't really connect with all these people that have been around for ages and are trying to tell us about wine and yet they talk to us in a way that we don't understand that is very often condescending. Um, so, so it was just you know being in the right place at the right time. No, it's so interesting that in a restaurant, whether it's a, a couple or whether it's five or seven or nine people sitting around enjoying a bottle, there's conversation and and we discover the wine, we talk about the wine, we we examine it, we dissect it. Now. Veronique, I must share with my audience that you're also the sommelier for, for Air Canada. Now, when I've flown, I don't have anybody to share that experience with. I, I, it's a very solitary experience to enjoy the wine. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I like. I always say, of course, wine is always better with people, right? With friends, uh, with family. Uh, it's, it's it's a. There, there's one word I love in French that I, I I don't know if it exists in English. It's convivialité. Yes. You know, and and that's bringing people together. That's what wine is. It's it's so so. You know, I often say wine is much better with, with others than on its own, but. Sometimes it's really good well, <laughs> on its own too, right? You, 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 and, and there's a contemplative nature to wine. There's this very convivial side of sharing, of of, of partaking and, and you know exchanging and talking about our impressions, and or, or not even talking about well, the wine, just talking about life and what our day's been like, and and just you know wine becomes part of that equation. But well, then there's also a more contemplative side to to looking at wine alone on your own, drinking it alone, and and learning about it, learning about you, 
how how are you what, what kind of taster are you how do you perceive that wine well uh, here listen I, I'm actually I've opened a, a glass of Gewurz, or a bottle of Gewurztraminer from uh, from Ontario to share with you over the uh, the airwaves here. That's lovely. Which producer is it from? It's actually uh, Featherstone from uh, Twenty Mile Bench, and nice. it's their 2016 Phoenix. Okay. I'm 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 so excited about our, our you know when I left for France in the I can't remember when it was the mid 80s I guess. Um, there was not much going on in, in Canada, and, and when I came back, it's, it's, we have such an amazing industry here. Um, great, great wines, dy- a dynamic industry, and it's, it's such a great pride for me to showcase these wines to people all around the world. Well, I um, chose this one because Phoenix is a, a bird that, uh, you know, it, it flies, and, yeah. but it emerges from the ashes, and, ashes and, and, yeah. and there's a there was actually birds on the on the capsule and feathers on the label, and I just thought it's not exactly Air Canada, but it does. Uh, you know, it has this motif of 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 uh, flight. And Flying. I thought, <laughs> yes. And that, but, that, that was a lovely challenge. I mean, I was very excited to, to start working with Air Canada, and and uh, um, of course I, I travel a lot because of my work and. and you know, it's part of my job, and I love it to to, to visit winemakers all around the world. Um, so, so, so do fly a lot, and I'm very happy to be able to hopefully, you know, bring some that sense of excitement and 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 discovery to people who are traveling and and when they try wine. Is it a uh, multi of, Is it a multi year commitment as well on their part and your part to elevate uh, the the um, the experience? Definitely. I, I think Air Canada has very lofty goals of, of being amongst the, 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 the best airlines in the world and, and so are, are making the efforts in that sense in terms of the, the food on offer and the wines. And, but, but it's full of, of, of big challenges. Huh? I mean, we're, we're not in a restaurant environment. There's not that much space. There's not fridges. There's not right? no. simple things is how to keep the wine cold. I mean, oh, great. They have champagne. Lukewarm champagne? Not, not good. So, okay, no. how do you keep the wine, right? So, so there's many, many challenges, uh, but well, that, that makes it very exciting. Even selecting, I know that there are a number of bottle, um, bottle availability that are the, the lighter glass uh, thinner, um, thinner material, um, mm-hmm. more sustainable. Uh, that uh, maybe reflect. And I do have to ask this question: Does the sense of sustainability uh, of it, does it impact your choice as well? Oh, definitely. It's a huge part. I mean, it, today, if if I go to a store, I'm looking for a specific wine, and I find the exact wine I want, but I pick up the bottle, and the bottle t- weighs four pounds. Mm. Um, I'm putting it right back down. I, 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 there's absolutely no reason for that. And it, it's funny because there's still a little bit, we see it in South America, we see it a little bit in Spain where people equate, you know, a heavy bottle with good quality. I don't care about the weight of the bottle. I'm much more concerned about what's inside. You know, I'd rather the producer spend money on the contents than the, the, the bottle itself. Well, I know um, I, I shared a bottle. I, I, like yourself, working on the floor, you put a bottle of Montes Alpha in somebody's hands, and and suddenly mm-hmm. they, their eyes grow bigger, and they go, "Ooh, must be a good wine." Feel the weight of yeah. that bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Those are exactly the things I'm fighting against. Alcohol has nothing to do with quality. Color has nothing to do with quality. I I love 
serving a, a Grignolino from Piemonte. It's one of the palest colored reds you can find on earth. Most people will think, oh, a nice little rosé for, you know, easy sipping. And it's one of the most tannic reds around. Mm. So color, alcohol level, weight of the bottle even more so have nothing to do with quality. And those are amongst the things that I'm, I'm constantly fighting for to, to make people realize that, right? Um, what they should really be paying attention to. Well, let's ask, it's, it's not the weight of the bottle. Let's ask this question because I think it's essential. Air Canada is the flagship carrier for Canada. Um, is there a, um, a modus operandi? Is there is a desire to feature Canadian wines perhaps more than others? <laughs> Well, I definitely have that desire, me personally. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've, I've just started uh, less than a year ago and uh, still working with the existing parameters, which are, there's there's only five wines on the wine list, right? We don't have a 200-item uh, wine list. So there's five wines, and the rule should be, is, is for now, five different varietals and five different countries. Hmm. which I think is fun, right? If you only have five wines, come on. Allow people to, to, to drink something else in just France or just, you know, Napa yes. or just... Um, so, so I'm sticking with that, but I, I made it very clear from the start that I will not have a wine list without a Canadian wine. But I will never put a Canadian wine on just because it's Canadian. Uh. It will be there because... It deserves its place quality-wise, well, and we're definitely there. Right? Do you do you collaborate wise. then? Yes, we're definitely there. In fact, we should say that again and again. We're definitely there. Um, mm -hmm. um, look at here. We have a sommelier from from Canada uh, who goes out and competes in the international world. I, I think that says a lot too. Bravo to you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> but but I'm very proud of that too. As a country, we should stand proud of of um, how far we've come in in so few little years. I mean, you know, the modern wine industry in in, in Canada started in in the 80s. Um, that's that's you know barely 30 years, 40 years under our belt. Sure. Um, we we've accomplished so much. Uh, in terms of winemaking, but in terms of our um, wine service staff also. Yes. Um, Canada has been doing extremely well on the international level in terms of comp some of the competitions. Um, and, and that's just a reflection of who we are generally as a people of mm. our consumers. Yeah. Definitely. Now, Don Zeraldo and Carl Kaiser, sadly passed away, um, would probably push you back to the, the mid-70s and say, oh, well, you know, things were already going on. <laughs> Oh, definitely. But they, they were the, you know, the, those were the, as we say in French, the balbutiements, the, the, first, the first words, the first sounds, you know, Carl and and... and, and um, um, and Don Zeraldo, yes. And Don Zeraldo, thank you so much. We're, 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 they, they, they were at the, yeah, of course they started in the 70s. But it was, they it, it was an exciting, it was right? an exciting time. I, I remember joining them, uh, because I worked for them for a number of years, uh, taking Inniskill and out on the road and, and people being like, well, you know, you would say, would you like a glass of wine? People would say, yes. And you'd say, would you like a glass of Ontario wine? And they'd say, no. No. <laughs> That's when that's when you didn't say it. I was Hugh. I was at Venexpo uh, the year Inniskillen won that uh, Grand mm -hmm. uh, Gold with their ice wine. Yes, that was the, that that was the year they put Inniskillen put 
Canada on the international wine map. Everybody, everybody was was flabbergasted. There was like, what? Canada produces wine, and that 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 was that those were the years I was in France, and that was extremely exciting, and very and and made me look forward to coming back and finding out what was going here. But we can say that about so many countries, whether it's Lebanon or Morocco. Or um, I mean, we don't have to go that far back to when there was the the Paris tasting and California um, rocked the this. I mean, they had to retaste. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it, it, that, that you know, that's what I love about this industry. I've always said of myself, I'm I'm the kind of I never knew what I wanted to do in life <laughs> growing up, and 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 my husband laughs and and still says says today oh why you do now um I, I i i i'm a great generalist i love and 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 we we wine is never ending it's never evolving mm. it's, it's it's always evolving i mean you know when people who started setting wine 40 years ago they were studying about you know burgundy and bordeaux and a little bit of germany and italy and that was it i mean today china is one of the most important wine producers on the planet canada is making wines that can you know almost challenge top wines in burgundy and elsewhere i was just the at a table I was just at a, yes, I was just at a tasting last week. It was an Italian versus Canada tasting, but nobody knew. Nobody knew what countries were were there, yeah. and no one yeah. no one turned a nose up at any of the wines. And even when it was revealed, nobody said, yeah. "Oh well, that's Italian. Of course, it's going to win." Yeah. Or, right. "Oh, that's so, a yes." There, there's amazing wines coming out of Vermont. Yes. I mean, I've had. More than decent wines from India, from China. There's wines being made in Thailand. But that's that's the beauty of it. You could drink a different wine every day of your life and not twice drink the same wine. That's it's just amazing. I love it. Now, do you get to collaborate with David Hawksworth, the celebrated uh, Canadian chef from the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> yes, because of course he's working with Air Canada also in, in developing. Um, some wonderful Canadian food for for, uh, for for business class. And so, yes, I try to, unfortunately, our wine list and menu are not completely coordinated and depending on, I'm learning about airlines, on depending on if the flight is due for Tokyo or if it's due for, for Bangkok or if it's due for Paris, it's not the same menu. So we're trying to, to, to uh, work all of that in. But, you know, anyhow, what, what, what I'm really aiming for in terms of, of on on board wines are what I call wines that are, are very food friendly. Wines that will with you know that that will have um, a, a capacity to accompany a great variety of foods. Mm. Um, no. Because anyhow, when you are in the air in that very specific environment, you know there, there's less humidity. It's it's much drier. Um, I mean, the noise level is very high. There's a lot of environmental factors that 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 affect your way of tasting so you want wines that are very well made that are very food friendly that are very easy going you know nothing that that sticks out too much well i have to ask that question i, I keep there's so many questions i want to ask do, <laughs> do you go i mean you were just at a tasting this afternoon you're standing suddenly in an aircraft you're sitting um do you do your tastings and 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 matchings on board? Do you do it at 40,000 feet or do you do it? 
I wish, you know, the first question I asked them when, when we started working together was, okay, do you have a simulation cabin on the soil, on, on the ground that I can use? You know? Simulation I cabin. <laughs> I thought, you know, it sounded like, no, they don't. So, um, no, all, all of the work is done, with, but with, of course, taking into account those things we know about how wine reacts in the air, how humans as tasters, you know, how, how our taste perception changes in the air. Um, so taking all of that into account, um, and then I retry them. I, 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 I don't have to, but that's something I feel very strongly about. Um, I, 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 the next time when I fly and, and there's a new wine list on, I ask to, they, they always give me a kind of a funny look, but I ask, please, could I have a glass of each other wine? And you, you open up the book and you say, see, that that's me down there. See that picture? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I'm always very, but I do try them all again and try them with the food and try them in in the environment of a real life, you know, cabin in the air, yes. um, to make sure it does work, and and that helps me fine tune my choices for following lists. Well, I got to tell you, I, I, when I fly and I get the pleasure of being in the forward cabin, I I. I just get a kick out of the fact that it's somebody that I know who selected the wines. Now, what about education? I mean, you've spent a lot of time educating yourself. Is there an education component that you impact the people on the serving staff? Oh, definitely. And and I feel very strongly about that. I'm from the restaurant industry, and in and, and my world, staff training is hugely important, right? Um, you're only as good as the weakest member of your team. Um, and and so, I mean, we're talking about a huge team on, on an airline, you imagine. Uh, but definitely, I, 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 that's something I feel very strongly about. I mean, you can choose the best wines in the world if the people who are selling the wines who are talking about the wines to the front you know the frontline staff or talking to the customers if they don't know it, it, it you know it's almost lost all the work you did behind so um working really hard to i mean it's not easy i don't know the exact numbers but we're dealing with you can imagine thousands and thousands of flight attendants um but there's this real willingness on the part of air canada to make sure we we can train staff properly get them the proper information it was funny because when i first did the staff training sessions i i had way too much information i mm. wanted to give you know everybody like a six months lesson on wine that doesn't work <laughs> in right? 30 minutes so, <laughs> exactly. So I, I scaled down. I've learned, you know, get to the point, make it easy. And uh, but yeah, that's definitely part of my mandate and something I feel very strongly about. And it's something I feel very strongly about in, in every moment of my life. I, I own a wine bar, as you said. Um, staff training is continual. As we're talking now, I mean, we, we just started talking after I did um, a, a two-hour training session, tasting session with two candidates. One who's the best semi of Argentina, who's spending time with me for for training the other one who's going to sit for his master sommelier examination so i'm right i'm constantly to, to i think that what what, what really what, what turns me on is learning mm. i just i love it and but part of learning is also teaching and giving back and sharing right so 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 that that's that that's the most wonderful part of my life gosh uh, what an what a uh, an accolade! I mean, I'm not saying this is the end of your career by any, but to, this is kind of a pinnacle, isn't it? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. It's great. What's next? <laughs> I mean, truly. Well, I, I did, do I do I, I don't know. Do I need anything? I'm I have got lots to tackle right now. I'm not I'm not <laughs> looking for a next step. 
Well, I, I think you have to do the International Space Station. <laughs> that would be fun. Or maybe the I'm moon. On. Or Mars. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, Veronique, a pleasure to have uh, shared a glass of wine with you. I don't know what you were tasting this afternoon, but I've had a pleasure of drinking this Phoenix as we've, we've been, I've been listening to what you've had to say. And uh, it's been a delight. It really has. Wonderful. It was so nice talking to you, too. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on 96.7 on your FM dot cklu.ca on the Internet. It's this Thursday and every Thursday we talk about food, drink, and quality of life. Veronique Rive, an absolute pleasure. Thank you.